This is 990WBOB.com, the home of internet entertainment. From Rhode Island to the world, 990WBOB.com. 990WBOB.com is an independent free media outlet. Feeling like Pitbull up in this bitch Dancing on my tiptoes up in this bitch I'm awesome Got me feeling switching my name Bob Awesome Everything else be the same Still risky biz For like 15 years That's loyalty kids Way to pull my beer Wait up while I shift my gears New year, new me New IT to Anybody hear me? Yeah <laughs> You can hear I me got you. Yeah, you're on there <laughs> Hey yo Welcome to Noob Tap Takeover 990 WBOB.com Long time No See, Mo, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Good to have you back. Yeah, I'm your host, Boston Beer Benny. To my right, radio left, Moses Malone. And I have a tip for the listeners out there. If you have to be on time, do not have Mo drive you. No, I've, I've had some, you know, I've had some bad experiences in the past just driving in general. And for some reason, lately, they've all been <laughs> driving here. I mean, yeah. last week with Todd, I didn't miss the exit, but yeah. I didn't exactly get us here in a timely manner either. We usually only miss one exit. Today we missed two. We missed it on the way there and on the way back. Yeah, so. you don't usually miss the comebacker. Yeah, but, you know, we but had I a did. tough time getting here, but we are here, Mo. we got a great show tonight, yeah. as we always do. Uh, if you are listening on the radio side, this is our one-year anniversary at WBOB. So congratulations to Noob Tech Takeover. Yeah, that was... Uh you told me that on the way up, actually. I didn't even realize myself. I know. Well, I had to go back through my notes. And if you're listening on the podcast side, which this will be out, Noobed Podcast on iTunes, this will be our 50th podcast in the books. Yeah. So a couple milestones there. I mean, that's 49 more than I thought we'd do. Yeah. And I've been away uh, for a while. Very, very busy guy. Baby on the way. So I graduated baby class last week. Congratulations. Thank you uh, to you and Todd for taking the reins. I am officially... Uh, according to this piece of paper, I have allowed to be a parent now. Yep, I got that same certificate, man. It really makes you feel like you're still not ready at all. Yeah, you guys had a great show last night, and uh, we should have time to go over some of the stuff. I have some uh, input on your uh, craft brewery standards for, for last week, according to Boston Beer Company. And, and that was a really great show, so I thank you, and I thank Todd, who's probably listening at home right now. I hope so. Um, I hope so. Got a chance to go to New York City last week, Mo. Great beer city. We've talked about it in the past. I go all the time in the holidays with my wife, but she's a little too far along, so we went on a business trip. Understood. Went to a bar called Ginger Man, got a chance to try some other half, which was really cool. Uh, They have a great beer list if you're ever in there, right downtown in Midtown, uh, right above Koreatown in the Flatiron District. Yeah. You know what that is. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking (laughs) about. You're like the New York guy. Yeah. You're the only one that I know. That is even semi comfortable in that city. Like, I still get turned around when people start talking about like micro neighborhoods, and I have no idea where it is. Yeah, but. well, you remember my experience in New York, where <laughs> I where I led us, and I got us crazy lost. It was yeah. raining. Everybody was mad at me. It kind of reminds me of something that happened tonight, where you just went right yeah. in the wrong direction. Yep, that's. I don't have the best sense of direction, and Jess would say I probably have the worst. So, <laughs> well. It is en- what it is. Enough of the small talk. We'll get into the tap list here, a little rundown of what we're going to do today on the show. Uh, we're going to start off with a local update, which we do releases, distro, and local stories from around New England. We have the bold and the brutal tonight. Well, Love it. 
that's a that's a tongue twister. But a local <laughs> a local beer soap opera we'll get into later on. Um, gonna skip the brilliant beer mind segment yeah. as uh, we had a couple different things in the air. None yeah. of them panned out, but yep. we'll go right into Hoppy Holidays after that. Love it. Which is a great segment. We'll get you ready to drink your favorite beer style over the holiday weekend coming up. And we'll end it, as always, of course, with Shelf of the Week, Mo. So we'll start the show as we begin with, what are you drinking? Um, I have a experimental jet set right now from Foam, uh, courtesy of our buddy Max, uh, 9.2%. I have had this beer before. I don't know if I've ever had it. Maybe I had it in can form once, but I had it in a growler. Uh, somebody got it for me, or maybe I got it when I went up there. But um, love that one. And then on deck, like clockwork. Ooh. Another brew from Foam. Nice. So, Delightful little Vermont things. brewery. Farrow just traded me uh, an orange from the Bourbon County series, the Goose Island Bourbon County series. So that'll be cool. Maybe maybe crack that. So you're having a good night. I mean, not tonight. I mean, I won't crack that one tonight. It is a Tuesday after all. But um, crack that one soon anyways. Tuesday's as good a day as any more. That's true. So we'll get Don't into... die with beer in your cellar. <laughs> That's a good point. We were just talking about that on the mm-hmm. way up. Uh, so it's to go over some of our local releases, uh, we'll go over kind of what's come out the last month. Um, last week, Buttonwoods Brewery, uh, friends of the show, had their one-year anniversary. They did a can release, 30 is the new 40, and also Free Spirit. We got a chance to try 30 is the new 40 tonight. Very good beer. Really good. Yeah, it was, uh, had a nice bitter finish to it, but it was it was clean. It was it was well-made, for sure. Yeah. Love that, the can work. That's the birthday beer of uh, MCSJ, which I'm trying to trademark. Nice. Morgan Clark Snyder Jr. Ooh, Happy birthday to I like him. I that a lot. 30th birthday, believe it or not. That's crazy. I didn't know that I was older than him. Ironically, his beard is 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Uh, uh, Proclamation coming out with Penultimate Unicorn and a new beer they call Reap. Ooh, which is a that. variant series. They're doing Reap Blueberry tomorrow, which is a fruited wild ale. Wednesday drop, Mo. How do you feel about the Wednesday releases? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't. It doesn't really bother me. Um, the, the during the week thing is tough for me. Oh my god, so bad. It's like I get out of work and the baby goes to bed at seven. So like, if I do anything after work, it's like, oh, you don't see a kid today. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it kind of sucks, but. You know, the midweek releases, I do like that concept. It mm-hmm. gives everybody, I mean, really, it gives everybody a, a fair shot, you know. Um, yeah, it's designed go, for the locals. Yeah, you go after work, and you don't have to deal with the weekend crowds. It's not going to draw 600 people standing in line. That's obviously an exaggeration, but. Yeah, I mean, another Wednesday release up in Mystic uh, Brewing in Chelsea, Mass. Um, they're doing Entropy, which is aged two years in Chardonnay and bourbon barrels with sherry yeast. Crazy. Bottled completely still. They said it drinks like sherry wine. Actually, port wine. I Excuse would, me. I would take a half day and go and get this, but yeah. like you said, I really don't think we'll get it. They're only doing 50 bottles, two per person. I, I don't see any chance. I mean, it is kind of an extreme beer that I don't know if people will stock up yeah, on. Yeah, but it's but only 25 people. Yeah, exactly. Assuming that they get two bottles each, which, I mean, they are $40 a piece, Mm -hmm. so, you know, maybe somebody will go there and just buy one, but why would you do that? If you're going to go there for one, wouldn't you just buy two? Yeah, I think the only hope is that they maybe have a bottle behind the bottle they're pouring or something like that, which I'm sure they might. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't put that out of the realm of possibility. 
Um, another beer we talked about on the way up here that came out over the last month uh, from Maine Brewing. Uh, they released their second double IPA of all time, the Second Dinner, uh, released a couple of weeks ago. Mo, you said you had some extra details on that. Yeah, so it, it came out, and I, I reached out to a couple of people that I know go up into that area at least semi-frequently because I obviously do not. And um, I know that it lasted – it came out on Saturday, right? Yeah, it, th- it was like a Friday or a Saturday. So it, I know that it lasted the weekend, and it was available still on Monday. And they do, like, their normal, like, you can pre-order. Like, you can buy, like, tickets through, like mm-hmm. – they might do them through Eventbrite. I'm, I don't remember the, the site. But you can pre-purchase your case, um, and you, it was a case limit. And you can also go there and buy eight bottles or five bottles or whatever whatever it was that you wanted. And the, the case price was only a slight discount on the on the per-bottle price. Yeah. But the dude that I the dude that I reached out to, I don't, I don't think he made it up there, so – I don't think we have any second dinner in our future, no. unfortunately. Well, maybe it comes out again. You never know. Yeah, you know, those one-time releases, maybe they're not always one time or something. I don't know. Some not-so-local news, Mo. I don't know if you saw this. Actually, I'm pretty sure you saw it. I tagged you on, on Instagram. Um, Omnipolo is releasing a Yellow Belly Cease and Desist batch. This will be their <laughs> last batch after five years of the uh, world-renowned beer. Yeah. Number one stout in the world for several years in a row. They're being sued over copyright infringement. I'm not really sure how Yellow Belly is copyrighted, but you know. Yeah, I didn't. I wish I'd read up more on the specifics of that because I I don't know the details behind that whole uh, that whole thing. I know that beer was. I mean, it's obviously. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It has been under fire in the past. Yeah. Just yeah. because of. Just for the bottle. Yeah, like the appearance and stuff. I mean, a lot of people kind of, you know don't like the whole Ku Klux Klan reference and yeah. but when you actually like have the bottle or read what the bottle says it makes a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah, look up the story on that. It's really a great story about and it's not about, you know, what they symbolize in the bottle. It's about so much more and underneath the bottle they have a beautiful poem about equality. Um yeah. all kinds of great stuff behind that behind that actual beer. Um I tried that beer when I went to Washington DC at a bar called Church Key, and the reason why I bring that up is because Bissell did a tap takeover last week in uh, Church Key at Washington, D.C. They took over eight taps at this great bar. We talked about this bar, and the the uh, director of beer there, Greg Engret, mm. in Noobed episode 38, if you want to check that out. But the guy's really an amazing guy. The bar is absolutely amazing. D.C., D. great beer town. Yeah, yeah. Um... I those the the logo that they made for that with the key and the, oh, the Bissell so cool like the lo- that was so cool like I mean you know I'm a sucker for beer t-shirts I wanted to buy one of those <laughs> t-shirts that I'm not even sure existed I'm sure they did but and I didn't even go to the event I wanted one of those shirts yeah so that people would ask me like oh where'd you get that shirt I bought it online for an event that I didn't attend yeah. in a state that I wasn't in <laughs> for a bar that I've never been to you got any local distro tonight Mo no nah, I got nothing like that all right I got a couple if nice. that's okay yeah go for um, it man. This one, uh, as far as the local distro has been, it's been pretty hot and heavy in our area. Uh, really cool stuff. Peanut Butter and Jelly Crime Scene got released by Superstition Meadery. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it. It's not exactly beer. It's a blueberry mead. I think um, I saw with that peanuts in one of the head. groups. Yeah, Adam posted Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, it. right. They're from Prescott, Arizona. It's like a really big release uh, across the country, and we just happen to get local distro of it. It's kind of wild. It trades really high in, in years past. I don't know what it'll hmm. go for this year. Um, and also a shout out to the RI Craft Beer Forum 
for their new AMA series that's been going on with the uh, Ask Me Anything okay. to the local brewers. Sure. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Adam's been uh, been on fire in that group. He's yeah, really... they've gotten some uh, gotten some cool some cool information from local brewers. Yeah, he's uh he's super engaging, and that group has kind of like taken over the world. Oh yeah, for sure. He's definitely gotten people more involved, uh, more more communication with the members and stuff. So definitely a lot more people contributing to content too, which is always good. He doesn't have to contribute all the content himself. Yeah, and you've been you've been kind of hot and heavy on the trade market here, Mo. You you said you've come into a couple of Hill Farmstead bottles, a couple of different things. What you got going on, dude? Big shout out to Adam. Adam came to the brewery. Uh, he came to Canned Heat last weekend. Um, I wasn't even there. Uh, he dropped off a bottle of uh, Hill Farmstead. It was one of those, um, what's the name of the, the side project that they do? Um, uh, you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. though. Grassroots Brewing. Yeah, Grassroots Brewing. It yeah. was one of those. Um, and he dropped me off a can of Bring the Ruckus from Buttonwoods. So, wow. like, I don't I don't even, I mean, I, I'll never question why somebody brings me beer, but I'm, I'm not sure why he did it, just to be a overall good guy. Yeah. Um, and the the bartenders looked at him like kind of confused and he was like yeah you know just leave those in the cool if you guys to try so i shared them with the, the bartenders that i was on with that night the next time i came in mm-hmm. so we definitely enjoyed those so thanks to adam i you know i got lucky with these foams i just want to razzle for a four pack of equilibrium it's on fire this I'm is the month right of now. mo the month of mo right now i'm flush yeah i won my first week of fantasy football like i'm living my best life right now oh yeah you're projected for the finals you're slotted in oh i don't know about that i didn't know <laughs> good good win tom good yeah. win <laughs> Classic stuff. Um, I had something on the tip of my tongue, Mo. I was going to ask you, but I forgot about it. But that's all right. <laughs> um, let me think. Yeah. I'm not sure what, what yeah, that's going um, on here. We're running a little long, but that's okay. Uh, not a not a worry in the world, guys. No, nah, it's not the first Plenty time. Plenty of content to go around <laughs> here. Um, so if you were in, uh, <laughs> in New York City, Mo, as you were... Uh, yeah. What is, what is that? That's the thing. Look. Just, just tell me what it is. Oh, it's the blue light. <laughs> All right, the blue light's on, which means we have two minutes left. I will try to bring something up in in uh in two minutes. This is going yeah. well, by the way. Yeah. No, this is good. Um, when's the last time you had penultimate unicorn? Um, for that raffle that they did with those tickets. What was that really? Like, yeah, whenever that was with um, nomenclature. Yeah, so maybe a year or two ago. So penultimate unicorn is supposedly a mixture of all their derivatives. I believe so. Yeah. Um, that's kind of that's kind of in, intense. They, do you think they put every single one in there? All the hops? Allegedly. I don't know if they actually do. They say that they do. That's. I mean, I it's, so it should be uh, what mosaic citra. Vic Secret, Vic Secret, and Galaxy. Galaxy, those are the four. Those right? are the four that I know of that yep. that I assume they put penultimate unicorn in. Uh, also, another thing I wanted to get to before we get going, Troy City. Troy City did say that they would be open soon. They posted a picture this they morning. Did. We talked to oh, Keith. Yeah. Uh, they posted a picture saying they were close. Now you and I were there before Thanksgiving. We we made them give us an answer. Yeah. Right? We made Keith give us an answer yep. on when they'll open. He said the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know if he said that. Maybe you put some words in his mouth. I don't know. He'd been I wasn't saying there. that, though. So. I was there, but I wasn't there. And he, today he said that he would. Um, today he said that they would be open very soon. He would not give us a date, though. Yeah. We told him we did want to announce it live on air. But he said keep it a surprise. So we're going to keep it a surprise. Yeah. Um, so Fall River Beer will be great this summer with Canned Heat right down the street from Troy City. 
both buildings really cool, really unique, and a really different from what they normally are. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah? Yeah. So we're going to play some music here yep. and hopefully go into break here. Uh, <laughs> and after the break, Mo, we're going to tell you why craft brewers are the new rappers this oh. generation. All right. I didn't see that coming. All right. We'll see you. Back on the other side, Noob Tap Takeover 990 WBOB off to their notoriously slow start. You're listening to 990WBOB.com, Renegade Radio. Hey yo, hey yo, new tap take over 990wbob.com, Mo. And if you go back to the tape on that last three minutes of that segment, that is the definition of treading water, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was dead in the water, shark struggling around, like, please somebody save me, and I could not get out of my own way there. No. Well, I mean, I didn't really throw you a life raft there. I kind of <laughs> just got out of the way. I do apologize about that, but that's the sweet sounds of Risky Biz, uh, our good friends that make all of our intro music, and including the... Uh, theme song for the new podcast and they just came out with a new album winter is coming downloaded on spotify itunes wherever you get your music awesome awesome stuff really cool stuff by them congratulations to risky biz yeah long time running. a lot of content this year from them too and now we will go into a segment mo we like to call the bold and the brutal it is a <laughs> local beer soap opera that has been going on and it needs to be addressed by the yeah. new boys so i will lead you in uh, with a sweet story about why I think the craft brewers are the new rappers. Okay, what do uh, you got for me? They, first of all, in high demand. Everybody wants to be a craft brewer. You know, just similar to the way everybody wanted to be a rapper like 10 years ago. Also, street cred so important. Remember when 50 Cent got shot nine times? You know that. You can yep. verify that, but you're pretty sure that he did get shot nine times. Yeah, I've heard some conspiracy theories about that, but yeah, as far as I know, like in pop culture, he was shot. Yeah, so. all these crazy gangster guys, right? And all these brewers, they have to be super local. They have to like yeah. Yeah. be yeah. doing all these crazy cool things, right? And they have to be the good guy. And also, also like rappers, a lot of times they don't turn out to be who you thought they were. That's definitely true. All right, so we'll get into that, and that'll set the table here for this mm. Trillium saga that Mo will read you uh, and lead you down the path. This is the bold and the brutal. <laughs> That's actually a great comparison. I love that. Um, so I'm sure a lot of you have followed uh, the, the recent drama with Trillium, uh, but for anybody who hasn't, we're going we're gonna to lay that out and just talk a little bit about what they were criticized for and you know whether or not we believe it's true and stuff like that so basically what happened they had an employee that left for whatever reason uh, as far as i heard um he left on bad terms so obviously when somebody leaves a uh, a company on bad terms they're yeah. very likely to throw some shade back at that company yeah, take their opinion with a grain of salt yeah on the way out so what this former employee alleged was uh first and foremost that when Trillium started opening new locations, uh, they cut the employees' wages in those locations from $8 an hour to $5 an hour. Yep, which uh, S- turned out to be true, right? Yep, that was true. Um, you know, again, 
I, I don't know whether this is right or wrong coming from the restaurant business. I've seen all different kind of wages when you're tip eligible and things like that. Mm -hmm. From what I've gathered, none of that broke any laws. It was just kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. And it's, the, the key thing there that I took away from the initial announcement was long-term employees. Yes. Like that employees was... that have been there for longer than five years. Yep. And they had to re-interview for positions in these new locations. Yeah. I mean, that's devastating. Like, so to like, go paycheck to paycheck and then to have somebody cut your pay like that is, that's literally sure. life-altering, devastating. Not a great thing to do. No, not a great thing. not a great look. A, a terrible PR, you know, PR thing for them. Um, so that was the first, that was the first issue that they had. Uh, second issue was in regards to a beer that they brewed where this employee alleged that they added tequila to the brew. Yeah, that's a big no-no. Yeah, you, you're not allowed to do that. You can't add booze to booze in that regard. Um, so that would be something that would be considered downright illegal. Yeah, that was a Mexican sun or Mexican sunrise beer. Yeah, and what he was saying was that they were instructed, the employees were instructed to tell people uh, that the beer spent time in tequila barrels. Mm -hmm. um, and when guests would ask, you know, what kind of tequila barrels they spent time in, they were just instructed to kind of leave them hanging. Yeah, I believe it was called Brewer's Magic. That yeah, was what they yeah, were and that to was say. where they got to eventually. Yeah, it was Brewer's Magic that um, where they were leading people to believe that they got that flavor just by adding adjuncts or you know extracts or whatever the case may be yeah um and then that he kind of stayed with the whole beer theme and then he got into the fact that they're filling growlers uh with bottoms of kegs so the, the trub of the kegs meaning that you're gonna have sediment um possibly yeast uh yeah. just extremely bitter components in the beer that's that's not supposed to be there now, I will say I cannot cite a source, but I know that to be true Okay. okay. Um, from what my source told me. Um, whether or not I believe that, I'm still not sure. Um, but, you know, it was definitely brought up to me and was c confirmed as, as being true. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. Terrible, terrible public relations. Like, this is, like, worst case scenario for a brewery. And they didn't react to it in the best way. Yeah, and th so this is the thing, is when you read something like that, obviously, like we talked about, the employee didn't leave on good terms. So you do have to take what they say with a grain of salt. You definitely do. But the first thing was verified, okay, that they did cut everybody's wages. JC the, said that. Yeah, the second like thing, it. unverified because it was illegal. You're not going to incriminate yourself if you're Trillium. The third thing, the way that he talked about how vivid it was, how they'd let the keg sit there for several days until the manager would taste it and the burn would go away. Mm. I mean, that that's like, when you're telling a lie, you can't get that vivid right. of, of a lie. That, and now a secondary source, maybe, you know, a little deep throat action. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, wow, we, we got a lot of, we're firing on all cylinders here tonight, guys. <laughs> um, we got a little, um, so, I mean, I just, I believe it to be true. As, yeah, I Like you so, said, too. and the way that it does make business sense. I mean, when you work in the restaurant business, whether you're cooking or you're providing something else, you're working on, like, what they call razor-thin margins. Yep. Obviously, Trillium's not on a razor-thin no, margin. No, I wouldn't but guess so. I would imagine this from a smaller brewery, but then when it comes out about a big brewery like this, and that's been a hot debate on almost every group. Sure. Is, is draft beer 
well, not draft beer, is growler beer better than canned beer? Mm-hmm. That's been a huge debate, and now this this obviously puts it to bed, whether you believe it or not. Yeah, and I think, honestly, what made it the worst for me was their initial response, like, after this whole thing came out. Yeah. Their initial response was basically, you know, we made a mistake, we talked to our employees, they wanted to keep um, the, the tipped model versus the non-tipped model. Yeah. Um, we paid our wage, because you're only required to pay somebody, I, I, it used to be 263 an hour for the longest time, and then they made it, like, 350 I think. So as long as you're paying that minimum... You can pay people anything you want. You can pay them three fifty one or eleven dollars an hour. Play the music. Um, so the fact that they were paying eight dollars isn't bad, but then they admitted to cutting it to five, and just like all that drama, just they didn't respond to it in the best way. But yeah, you know, so it after, is what it is. After the break, we'll wrap up how Trillium kind of tried to resolve the problem and whether we think it is fully resolved or, or where it'll go from there. Sure. You're listening to Noob Tap Takeover nine ninety wbob dot com. Firing on all cylinders. Welcome back, Noob Tap Takeover 990WBOB.com. We are back to the bold and the brutiful, Mo. So we just recovered in the last segment. Not recovered, we just covered in the last segment. I would say that we also recovered a little bit. We did. We did. We started that to pick was it up. tick up. We're picking up steam yeah, here. It's like we, a train. It just takes a while to like kind of get... Like we did have a steam. heckler there at the end of the segment, yeah. but... Yeah, um, well... Yeah, so we covered uh, the wrongdoings by Trillium, or the defendant's case. Um, we <laughs> we covered the accusations yep. and um, w- what we believe to be true, and now we'll come back with Trillium's actual response. Yeah, so like we kind of we kind of ended the last segment with they did have kind of a, a shitty response to begin with. Yeah, it was kind of like yeah we did this, you know we kind of realize that you know that might not have been the best thing to do, but technically we're not breaking any rules, mm-hmm. and they didn't really address the tequila beer. They didn't really address the the trub kegs filling the growlers, except to say that, you know, uh, we use that same beer in the tap room and for mm-hmm. canning, and didn't really address it specifically. So then a few days later, they came out and said, you know what, we're getting rid of the uh, tipped wage for our employees. So Trillium employees will no longer make eight dollars or five dollars. Um, they will be compensated between 15 and $18 per hour. So employees that have been there for a while, I believe he said, uh, would be starting. Those who currently work for us will move to a minimum of between 16 and 17.50 based on tenure. So new employees, I would guess, would get hired at 15. Yeah. Um, and 17.50 for like the longest tenured employees still gives them a little bit of growth opportunities. Um, they they did say actually. Um, that this will give them a more predictable paycheck. So they tried to put like that positive spin on it. Yeah. Um, and they said that the customers will still have the option to add a tip to recognize exceptional service. But I like that at least now it's on the table. 
Yeah. Like before, I mean, a lot of times when you're at a brewery, and I, I don't know how you feel about this, when you get, do you tip when you get cans? No. Do you tip when you get a pour? Yes. Do you tip when you get a growler filled? No. Okay. So I've always kind of been on the fence about that. Yeah. Like I, I try to tip a little bit when I get cans. Like it's like I usually do the 5% option. Yeah. I'll tell you, I used to do it at the old treehouse. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to sound like a super hipster for saying that. Yeah. Back in Monson. But, right. I mean, that was literally like we'd wait all day in line. Yeah. And then like there was like a four-person staff handling thousands, not True. thousands, but hundreds of people. Yep. And then, you know, they scream every time you tip them. It's, like, exciting. They ring yeah. the bell. Everyone that claps. That was cool. I mean, you know, that's, like, an interactive experience. So, yep. yeah, sure, I tip them guys sometimes. But now, I don't think anybody will tip now. No, I mean, why would you on the can side? There's so many people working. Like, what yeah. is that guy? That guy gets tipped for doing his job? I mean, yeah. I guess now that he's before when he wasn't getting a decent wage, I guess. I guess my issue with it, well, I mean, I before the reason why I tipped was because I didn't know what that guy makes, what yeah. that girl makes. Like I didn't know if she made thirty dollars an hour or three dollars an hour. It yeah. could be anything in between, you know. But that's like, why is it my responsibility to pay that person's salary? Like you're the yeah. business owner, you hired them, pay yep. the person. I mean, that's the main argument with servers and bartenders in general. Yeah. Like, I think we're all agreed, and I, I don't think I've never seen anybody that says I don't tip waitstaff or no. bartenders or anything like that. But there are a lot of people that say, why are you paying them $3, $4 an hour, and I'm required to subsidize that wage? Why don't you just pay them $15 an hour and call it a day? Yeah. I would say that the industry is kind of based on sweeping money under the rug, and that's why college kids work in restaurants and bars and breweries, and that's why younger people, myself included, I'm a younger person, work at these places so that you can kind of... Sweep that money right under the rug. Nobody <laughs> needs to know about it. Whatever, you know? whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever. You use it on four packs, and, you know, it's gone before you can even give it to your wife. Yeah. So, yeah. But at least Shout out to trying. Jess, friend of this show. Yeah, so now you know that. No, uh, she knows I always give the money to her. But in any case, um, I do like that the wage is on the table now. Okay. So now, like, when you're in front of a Trillium guy, whether he's serving you a beer on the, the tap side or pouring you, uh, you know, getting you cans on the other side, you know that that dude makes at least $16 an hour. Yeah. Or at least okay. $15 an hour if he was hired that day. Mm-hmm. So, And he gets free beer, probably. Yeah, he gets comp beer, merchandise, like all that stuff. So, I mean, there's obviously the perks to working in a brewery. Sure. So, I think the tip model will kind of just go out the window now. So, now nobody will tip them. Yeah, you never know. There's but always, you know, guys who think they might get better service next time by tipping big this time. There's always yeah. there's all kinds of weird you, social dynamics with that. Do you that, think you that know? this is still a pay cut for them, though? Like how, how? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many people we'd have to poll, you know, poll a group or something to kind of get a better sense of it because there's only obviously two of us in the room. Yeah. But were they making a bunch of tips? I, I don't know. So maybe it was better for them to be $8 an hour or $5 an hour and, you know, be tip eligible and everybody tips them left and right versus the $16 an hour and now that's getting taxed and, you know, what are you really taking home at that point? Yeah. I mean, and then, like, does it – do they group tips and do them at the end of the week? Does it favor yeah, the guys on know. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Does it favor the guy who gets a big can release versus the guy who doesn't? Ooh, it's just not really, really a fair that. way to do it yeah. as a business. And really if you're going to treat everyone equal, which, let's be honest, that, that's not what happens in the real world. Right. But, I mean, if you're going to treat everyone equal, just make a flat pay and, and be done with it. You know what I really thought was weird? Um, the JC and Esther... Uh, both said that the Tetralts, the owners, uh, said that the wage increase means that they're going to slow down their brewery expansion plans in Connecticut. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because right. because they hadn't seen this as being as much of an expenditure. Like employee wages are going to throw them over the top. To opening a farmhouse brewery and buying all new equipment, your employee wages is going to be what slows you down. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a bunch of banks that won't fund them either. I like, know. They'll probably like they've, just, they don't have the credit to do it. They're going to have sure. to knock on some doors, really do some, you yeah. know, pound the streets, try to find a bank to. I feel really bad. It's a risky venture. Yeah. Another Trillium. Uh, I just don't know about it. Yeah, I, I mean, feel comfortable. I, what are you going to call it? I mean, it's just <laughs> a lot of different, a lot of different problems with this. And yeah, I hate, I hate this when you are like the top of the food chain and you're still complaining. Yeah, like just, just, I, I don't know if I can say this on the radio, but just sack up yeah. and no, take responsibility that. and just do the right thing. Yeah, that's literally main slogan. Yep. Main Brewing. Love it. Do the right thing. Yep. And you don't see this slogan coming out out of a great company out of Maine. You see this coming out out of Trillium. And I have no problem with Trillium. I had none going into this. Nope. Like, what you pay your employees is kind of your decision. Mm -hmm. But then when somebody calls you out about it, don't go and run and say, oh, we didn't plan to do this. Now we have to slow down. Like, are you really playing the victim of not being able to expand? That was their initial. Yeah. That's... I don't. I don't understand. I I would love to see that. We'll never know, but I would love to see what Treehouse pays their employees as they expand at like ten times the pace, and nobody seems to complain from them. No. But I mean, I'm a Treehouse fanboy, so that's true. I probably can't. Say you that. are, and, and so am I. I will say though, in in whoever's defense, in Trillium's defense, I don't even know who I'm defending here. Yeah. But there's never a problem until there's a problem. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like your employees are always happy until one isn't. And, I mean, I didn't hear a bunch of employees talking. I, I heard one mm-hmm. who was obviously let go at some point, maybe not under the best terms. I can't speak to that. I didn't get any information on that. But if somebody leaves and then talks bad about them after, i got to think he left on bad terms. Yeah. So he's got, you know, salt in the wound. He, he wants to turn around and, and do some damage. Um, I, that, I don't know if he speaks for everybody. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, maybe it, the other guys and girls were happy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. Maybe there is an opportunity. I mean, say somebody worked in Canton that lived closer to the city, mm-hmm. and they wanted a position at True. one of those other places. Maybe willing to take a little pay cut and and kind of rely on tips for that. Yeah. But yeah, again, I don't live that that lifestyle of the the tips and yeah. and working on service terms. So, I mean, you you would know it better than. Better than anybody, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, I did work that. I did live that life for a very long time. Um, and you want to... I, I always wanted to stay at a place where I was making money. Yeah. If I wasn't making money... Like, restaurant people are not loyal. Mm-hmm. Like, servers and bartenders... I mean, I was one, and I was not loyal. Like, when I was at a place, I was all in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to speak highly of this place. I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid. Everybody that you talk to, you want to come and sit at your bar, sit at your tables, and that's just good for your business, and good for the business is good for you. Yeah. But if there was a place where I thought I could make better money or was given better opportunities, I left, and I would go there. Mm-hmm. So if these people were so unhappy, like, they would be seeing a ton of rollover. Like, they'd be seeing new employees every week, and I, I can speak for myself here only – but when I go to Trillium, I see a lot of the same people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that at a lot of places. You know, too. and a lot of breweries are like that. They so, seem like tight knit families. Yeah. And um, that's usually the kind of thing that they try to create there. That close knit, like you're part of us, you know. Yeah. I'm going to hipster fanboy you a little bit. I mm. still see the same 
five faces that I see uh, that I used to see at Monson out mm-hmm. up at Treehouse. Yep, same people. There are extra faces. Yep, but I still well, see those five staples. Um, I still see Tom uh, at Proclamation every time I yep, go. That's true. Every single time. Yep. Um, so you know, there's a lot of breweries that maintain the same people that you feel like you're supporting them as well sure. as the brewery itself. So I, I'm really torn on this. I mean, I see both, but I tend to fall on the side of the employee, mm-hmm. uh, in this circumstance. Yeah. And then with the un uncredited or un um, confirmed accusations against them, as far as pouring tequila in the beer, uh, also the slushy thing we didn't talk about the yeah, slushy that's beer. Right. They said that they would just that, add actually. a bunch of fruit juice to their sour beers and then freeze them and make a slushy. Yeah. Uh, where when they're selling them to you, they're implying that it's literally just frozen, just frozen sour. Yeah. Um, and I was raving about them after the Trillium event, and then I find this out and I'm like, wow, now I look like an idiot. No, you I know? don't think so because yeah, I didn't really have that big of a problem with that. I don't know. That one didn't really rub me the wrong way because they're just trying to get product in people's hands. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a little misleading, but they didn't represent that beer to be something that it wasn't. Yeah. Well, that's also said to be the Treb kegs that they couldn't use and they would pour fruit juice in it and then freeze it and sell it as a pot. That's kind of an issue. Yeah. I mean, it's just like when when I hear that, right – and I'll set the table for you this way, Mo. When I try their, <laughs> when I when I try some of their stouts, I literally think to myself, "This can't be, this can't be beer. It tastes too good to be beer." Mm-hmm. So then, when I hear things like this, it makes me think: Is it really beer? Is That's, it really Brewers yeah. Magic? Is it really pure ingredients and skill, or are they just adding things and pulling the wool over my eyes? And I have no idea. That's that's a really good point. I hadn't really thought of it like that. I mean, it's just it does make you question things. Yeah, right when right when and that's the the problem with society too. You know, you get accused and you're guilty without being proven. You know, guilty. Yeah, you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, exactly. Not the other way around. And that's what something like this does. Right when you knock at a person's credibility, it's like, do I trust you? Will I ever trust you again? That right. Type of thing. Yeah, for sure. And now when I drink, every time I drink their beer, I'm gonna wonder, what's in it. You yeah. know, that, that's the bottom line. What's in it? Are you still going to drink it, though? Yeah, of course. This isn't like a full-on boycott, right? You're not, no, I me mean, I, I'm not going to go out of my way to go up there. Yeah. Like, I won't. I probably won't stand in those crazy lines anymore. Yeah. I mean, um, I kind of haven't really been doing that. but No, yeah. I mean, I always ask, like, if somebody's going, I'll get, like, a four-pack right. or something. But, you know, so it's a complex issue here on on Noob Tap Takeover 990WBOB.com. Yeah, it was. Bold and the Brutiful. I love it. Two segments. So yeah. when we come back, we'll do Hoppy Holidays. We'll talk about some of the awesome beers that you'll be drinking this holiday weekend and close with Shelf of the Week. 990WBOB.com, Noob Tap Takeover. Thank you. That's about it, I guess I ain't about it Estimate that if I rap for 20 years I'm bouncing Probably gonna counseling Or I might just stick around a bit on my bar verse time shit Hey yo, Noob Tap Takeover 990WBOB.com We just took you through the Trillium Saga We took you through local releases 
local events, local distro. We have you primed to go for this Hoppy Holidays segment where we will tell you what we are drinking over the holidays, what you should drink over the holidays, and what we think better. The way I kind of designed this segment, um, I wanted to kind of set the table. I've said set the table a lot tonight. Did you? And I really think if you get a chance to go back and listen to this, you should drink every time I say set the table. Really? But you what said I did that many was times? I didn't really notice. I wanted to pick out a beer style that people could drink on Christmas Eve, something they should look for when they're at the store picking out their show for the week, uh, mm. something they could drink on Christmas Day, and something they could do on New Year's, since we probably won't have a show until the new year. Um, so why don't we start it off, Mo, with your beer of choice for Christmas Eve. It can be a specific beer. It can be a style of beer, mm-hmm. and kind of tell us what your day-to-day is like on Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve, we'll be working, right? We work yes. on Christmas uh, Eve. half day. Yep. Okay. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Uh, that's good. Um, I'm definitely, I have a beer in mind for Christmas Eve. Um, I got it uh, about six months ago. I won it in a razzle uh, from Hardywood. Um, it's their Kentucky Christmas Morning. It's a bourbon mm. ba- uh Bourbon barrel aged gingerbread stout. Uh, gets aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. Um, layers of vanilla, coconut, and toasted oak. I'm really excited to open this. Um, Christmas Eve we go to Jess's parents' house, and her brothers are there, and and everybody's there. And I, Scott is into gingerbread. He Shout loves, out to Scott. Yep, barrel aged stouts are his jam. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to actually. When I put in a number for this beer, I had. Christmas Eve in mind, like I want to drink this on Christmas Eve with Scott. Yeah. So I'm really excited to open this beer, and it, I think it's the perfect beer for Christmas Eve because it's, you know, it's uh, obviously Christmas morning is the name of the beer, so yeah, it's kind of got that prestige and just the gingerbread, like it, it's just very seasonal. I love gingerbread and beer for sure. I and think it's a great addition. Yeah, so something that I'm, you know, it makes sense to open it, and I'm I'm going to open it. So you're going with the gingerbread stout for Christmas Eve. Yep. Time with the brother-in-law. Yep, got to do it. Understand. Christmas Eve, I am kind of an all-day guy. Again, we do a half day at work, and then I have the in-laws over, and some of my family comes over as well. To your house? To my house. Okay, yeah, that's We good. do gifts with her family Christmas Eve. We do gifts with my family Christmas Day. So I do a lot of drinking on Christmas Eve. You got the day off the next day. Plenty of time to recover. Absolutely. So I go with IPAs because I drink for a long duration, and also pretty much anything with ABV, I'm trying to get get uh, at a good place by the time the in-laws come over. You can understand that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's still a great time. I'm cooking. You know, like I've told you before, I drink when I cook. I cook to eat. Mm-hmm. I I need to eat to live, so I need to drink to live. So it's kind of the way it goes. Um, IPAs on Christmas Eve, Mo. Then we go to we go to the Super Bowl. We go to Christmas Day. Um, what are you drinking Christmas Day? And kind of walk us through what goes on at the Fortin household on Christmas Day. So Christmas Eve is where I get my stouts on. Like that'll be like mm. that'll be like the dark beers with Scott. Like that's kind of his that's kind of his like real um his real forte. He's got a double shot that we're opening on Christmas Eve too. Oh, nice. So I'll I'm, be there. I'm excited about that. Call me up. Uh Christmas Day being that it's a little bit more of a, a drawn out day. Uh we go to Jess's parents' house for that day. I don't even know what we're doing for Christmas Day this year actually. That's good. That's good. It's only a couple weeks away, so you got time. Make I know, plans plan. got kind of thrown around this this year, but um so that'll be an IPA day for sure. That'll be like uh maybe something maybe not eight percent, or maybe it will be. I don't know, we'll see what I get before uh before Christmas. 
but that'll be like kind of like a longer you know drinking day so i won't go for like the the hard ass barrel aged stouts on that day mm -hmm. nice go for something a little lighter something that can actually get me through the day without you know seeing stars at three o'clock so. yeah and then uh, we'll see how yeah, it goes. Christmas Day, I go to a, a million houses because we have a, a big family. So go to my sister's house. Traditionally, my mom's this year will be my sister's. We do mimosas in the morning. She's hosting? She hosts just the morning part. Okay. Then we go Katie. to... Yeah. Oh, th damn. Then we go to Justine's. Yeah. And then we go to my mom's for lunch. And then we go to my dad's at some point. And then we go to the Fortin household. Uh, so I drink stouts on Christmas. We kind of flip-flop here. Okay. But no, I that's start, fine. I'll I have start some with stouts at the end of the day when mimosas in the day, stouts in the afternoon, and then bourbon and scotch at night with you. Yeah, that's Can't fine. Can't wait to toast to that. Yeah, we can do that. Last one, Mo. We got to fly through New Year's Eve. What do you got? New Year's Eve. I, I got to go with another. I, mean, I drink a lot of IPAs. I'm, of course. I'm, Who doesn't? That's no no question, really. There will be a couple. Uh, New Year's Eve, I'd love to do the Bourbon County Vertical. I, I'm in. I have 16, 17, 18, and we can do the vanilla. And the orange on that day. That'd be a great day to kind of blast through that. Sounds good. And Call up Jay. I mean, yeah, Jay would be wicked into that, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's um, that's something that I could be, I could definitely be into. And I've been saving enough so that we can do a vertical every year of three bourbon counties. Wise man. Really cool. Always good at planning. Mo, uh, my style of 2018 is what I will be drinking on New Year's Eve if I can find it. A Brute IPA. Ooh, that just New Year's sense. Eve is a time for champagne and Brute IPA. Tastes exactly like champagne in beer form. Great, great <laughs> stuff if you can find it. Please. It's going to be the style of 2019. It's already my style of 2018 to make it that is. mark. Uh, so it be is. on the lookout for Brute IPAs. They use champagne yeast in the beer. Gives it a light, effervescent flavor. Nice. I like that word choice. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll go into Shelf of the Week here to close out the show. That's kind of what you get at the at the holidays. This is a super important one, Mo. we got to leave them with a good one yep. over the holiday weekend. So I will lead it off with a unsung hero in the New England brewing scene. It's Allagash Brewing. We don't talk about them nearly enough, and they really do it's make true. like flawless beer for their they style. Uh, the beer that I'm going to talk about today is called Two Lights, and mm. Two Lights is uh, a brute-style IPA. And let me read what they have here uh, as the description. Two Lights is an ode to two or more refreshing drinks of summer. It's a cold beer and a sparkling wine. Uh, while brewing this beer, we added Sauvignon Blanc must and freshly pressed juice of the grapes. And then we fermented in both lager and champagne yeast to create a tart, crisp, and dry profile. Oh, this is definitely a jam. Sounds awesome. I will probably try to get my hands on some of this. I did see it at a local place. Uh, I'll try to mm. grab some for New Year's Eve. We'll try some of that along yeah, with the cool. vertical. Be kind of lighter, you know, Never so we can that. keep our that, head that maybe get really to midnight. Yeah. What do you got? Shelf of the week. Uh, my shelf for the week is going to come from my uh, my brewery that I've been working at. Uh, Canned Heat Craft Beer Company uh, came out with a beer called Canned Christmas. I can't think of a better beer to drink around Christmas time than this. Sounds awesome. Uh, we have it available in cans right now. Imperial Stout uh, aged on sweet cherries, chocolate, and some vanilla. Oh, that's what that is. Ten percent. That was the beer I told you was yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. that weekend. We actually had to push it back a little bit, um, but it did come out. Um, I still have a can of it. We can open it sometime. Yeah. But I did just give Pharaoh two cans too. So nice. Um, Where can they get that? They can get that at the brewery. Uh, not uh, not being distributed at this time, um, but definitely got to go to the brewery and check us out. Thursday. What's today? Tuesday. So uh, Wednesday during the day for cans starting at twelve. Thursday starting at twelve. 
Friday starting at 12, Saturday starting at 12, and then oh. we open for business at 4 o'clock Thursday and Friday. What's the address? Uh, Ferry Street, uh, 52 Ferry Street in Fall River, Massachusetts. Right inside the boatyard. Yep. Right down um, the street from the Tipsy Seagull. You can't miss us. Yeah. So this has been, Mo, uh, an outstanding year. Has it's been. our one-year anniversary it's been a for pleasure. Noob Tap Takeover. This is our 50th Noob Podcast. Can you believe that? Yeah, we said no, this, I can't. We've done a lot more than 50. Um, yeah, we have. We've done a lot of A, Bs, Cs, .5s in there. Yeah. Um, but really kind of, kind of an incredible journey. So I, I thank you. Happy holidays, happy holidays uh, from the new boys everybody. out to your families. Be safe, you know, be happy, be healthy. Write some goals down for 2019. Yeah. Get a crush it. You got to drink as many beers as possible in 2019. Yeah. Be Try a part of the movement. many different you know? styles. Go out there, drink every shelf for the week. Yep. And uh, we'll catch you on the podcast side of things, boys, and we'll see you in 2019. Congratulations. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. See ya. Noob Tap Takeover 990WBOB.com. We'll see you next time, or we'll see you at another time.